my wonderful friends, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is a program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nikurita, your host. I'm the South Australia Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. It's our honor and privilege to have you with us as we are going through the topic today. We are um, looking under this theme for the whole week. Is the good book too violent? And indeed, you know, when you open the Bible, you can read uh, lots of uh, um, stories, you know, with a lots of violence there. And we address some of the questions uh, during this uh, week, like uh, why does the Bible contain so much violence? Or um, how did Christ deal with violence? Was the God of the Old Testament a violent monster? Uh, what a question. Many people uh, will uh, consider that and will uh, have those sorts of uh, um, ideas about uh, God. Then we asked just the other day a question like, uh, thou shall not kill. Are there exceptions? And um, it's interesting what's going on in the world today with uh, lots of wars and things like that. Uh, that's another Quite interesting question, uh, which um, we dealt with. And by the way, if you miss some of these programs, you can go uh, to our faithfm.com.au uh, or you can download FateFM app, FateFM Australia, and you can listen on demand on all those programs which you may miss out. I would like to have you part of this program right from the beginning. That's why I'm inviting you to come with us, uh, sending us a text message with your thoughts, comments. And you can do that by uh, texting us on 04888-808-11. Again, the number is 04888-808-11. Make sure that you have this number written down there in case if you are coming the first time with us, new, because uh, those um, uh, listeners who are now familiar with our program, they know that we are going to share a good book. We have a free offer today, which you need to send a text message to the same number. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. It's my privilege to welcome uh, with us in the studio today here, David Lima from Family Voice Australia. David, it's good to have you back in the studio here. Well, it's great to be with you, Nick, once again, broadcasting. It's wonderful uh, to uh, to be able to come together. And we did uh, quite a few talks and, you know, some short interviews uh, over the phone sometime, you know, and, uh, you know, connection is not that great and sound, quality sound, all those things. But it's nice when we are in the studio here. True. And uh, we always appreciate, David, your um, input, your uh, feedback, you know, you bringing us some of the latest, you know, um, what's happening around 
around in the, even in the political world. Yes, yes. And uh, anything which uh, you like to share uh, even now before we getting into the discussion today? Yes, there are a couple of hot potatoes out there still. Uh, Singapore has resolved that it will remove the criminalization of homosexual acts. So Singapore has for a long time been a real bastion of conservatism. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story is told about the, the young fellow who uh, graffitied some cars and he was caned and he said it hurt so much he would never do that again. Mm. And uh, you would certainly hate to be in trouble if uh, you were there in Singapore and got caught because they don't mess around. They, in fact, um, still maintain the death penalty for certain crimes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a bit unfortunate that they've moved in this direction of um, of a legislative change because you can always change how things are policed and how sentences are carried out. But um, I think it's a step backwards to say that uh, the Homosexual Act is is now going to be re- reviewed. Anyway, uh, we'll see how things go there. Uh, it's it's a pity that some of these conservative places, Singapore, strongly influenced by the Christian faith, of course, mm, mm. Uh, and, uh, and a, and a marvellous example of, of how things can be done, although there are still some issues. And here in Australia, of course, the former Prime Minister Scott Morrison is still in trouble over having got himself appointed to five ministerial positions by His Excellency the Governor-General. Now, the Governor-General is without fault in this matter. He acts on the advice of his Prime Minister, and, he's, mm. and that's exactly what he did. But uh, this was a secret appointment, so the... Normally when someone's appointed to a ministry or even in an acting capacity, that would be gazetted and publicized, mm-hmm. but this was done secretly. So this unfortunately undermines confidence because we have uh, the, the doctrine of responsible government, which means that the ministry is responsible to the lower house of parliament. Now, ministers, ministers can't be responsible to the parliament if the parliament doesn't know mm. that that person has a, a ministerial portfolio. So... This is a really sad development for Scott Morrison, who had a very difficult time as Prime Minister, and uh, he'll he'll now be remembered as the Prime Minister who had himself appointed to five ministry appointments. Yes. Now, it's sad, as you just said, um, David, uh, when you look into the, the political arena, mm. and, um, you know, uh, people before they coming into offices, you know, they have um, their own... Uh, you know, um, let's say, uh, image, mm. if you like, but so easily can be uh, dis- distorted change during a, um, a term or yes. more in, uh, in office. And I'm, I'm myself puzzled mm. with, uh, Scott Morrison, you know, because he upholded quite a bit of the Christian values. Oh, absolutely. And other things, you know, and uh, to be remembered, as you just said, mm. uh, like that, it's it's a pity. It's a he, pity. He has apologized, and, mm-hmm. and what else can a Christian do? He's sorry for what has happened. He realized realizes now it was an error of judgment. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the Bible is very clear. Make plans by seeking advice. If only more of us could do that. Yes. Because had he sought advice... Advice would be don't go down this track. Yes, and the other um, things you know, <laughs> in media and uh, you know uh, adversaries, you know, mm. always will uh, will try to pick up on yeah. uh, certain things. And uh, you know, uh, we heard quite a bit about him uh, not being the the man of uh, you know trust worthy in certain mm. aspects even was named you know lying you know uh, a cert- uh, few times look i mean 
he's out of uh, the political uh, kind of you know i mean no, he's still uh, still, in still, still in parliament but uh, he's um, not really active not not as active that's right yes. and i think that is a lot of uh, pressure you know a call for him to to pull out totally you know um from yeah. this uh, we'll see how that uh, goes but as you just pointed out um we are humans mm. and we make mistakes and uh, it's unfortunate when uh, like in a leadership position like mm. a prime minister you know you do certain things which uh, um, yeah which mm. can live with you and with the country for uh, for a long time this is true well jesus said the uh, the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak mm-hmm. and uh, we all do this in a, on a bad day we'll make a wrong judgment call mm. Uh, someone in his position, of course, is surrounded by advisors, so it's almost bizarre. Uh, I'm almost reminded of King David committing adultery with Bathsheba mm. because all of his advisors were complicit in that wrongdoing because he asks them the question as he's looking down. He sees the beautiful woman. He says, Who's, who, who is that? Mm-hmm. And, and they reply, and their reply is almost a warning because they say, oh, is that not uh, the wife of Uriah? So <laughs> they're pointing mm. out that she's a married yeah. woman. In yes. other words, don't go there. Yes. But then someone went, fetched her, you know, someone uh, welcomed her in and ushered her into the king's room. And so it's, they were all complicit. So unfortunately, you can have lots of advisors, but if they, if they also don't understand right from wrong or they're timid or too hesitant, yes. then they're not going to be of much value. Yes. And that's uh, actually a very important point which you just uh, brought up there because, um, you know, advisors, um, they always watch their uh, own skin, you know, yeah. they're thinking, what should I say? What should I do? And these days it's very hard to find people to really stand tall and bold to tell, you know, the king, mm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, in the case you just mentioned, but a prime minister, you know, somebody who's uh, powerful, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there are many people in this world which, you know, people dare to, yeah. uh, to comment yeah. what they're doing. I mean, look at uh, even the conflict in uh, Europe, you know, with Russia and, uh, and, you know, how many people will dare to tell uh, Mr. Putin, uh, this is true. What to do. But you see, that's wh- why we're, we're finding ourselves in so many troubles. Yeah. Because we, we don't stand for the truth. Now, we are going to talk quite a bit today about um, violence mm-hmm. in the Bible, you know, and uh, through those questions which I mentioned a bit earlier, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which we looked at uh, uh, why does the Bible contain so much violence or uh, how did Christ deal with violence? Was the God of the Old Testament a violent monster? And um, all those things, you know, uh, that's the reality, what happened yes. in history. And, you know, the Bible is not hiding. No. It's not hiding these things. Now, may not uh, look good. Uh, particularly if you want to to have something against God or uh, creation or the way um, things are are portrayed through the Bible, you can very easily pick on those things. You can, but uh, there is, of course, a wonderful consistency between Old and New Testament. Mm-hmm. So the Old Testament requires capital punishment for certain offenses, and uh, they when the crowd wanted to test Jesus about this, he upheld the law. Mm. He said, okay, she's caught in adultery. Mm. Uh, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Mm. Mm. A very different take on that Old Testament passage. 
because it's very easy for us to judge others, but if we're no better, we're in no position to judge. Yeah. And so Jesus brought conviction, and one by one they all slipped away until he was left there with her, and he said to her, where are your accusers? Mm. There aren't any. Neither do I accuse you. Very mm-hmm. interesting. So we're, we're in a season of grace now, and uh, Jesus will return, and he will judge the earth, and there will be violence mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. We can't shy away from it. We thank God that we're in a season of grace, even as we speak, but that season will gradually and rapidly come to an end. Mm. And so my prayer for all of our listeners is that we will be ready and that we'll be repentant and yeah. uh, ready to receive him so that we will, we will welcome him as saviour instead of dreadfully perceiving him as judge. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about people making mistakes, but um, what a pity that uh, our first parents, you know, they they were not listening to the no. advice of the Lord yes. uh, God, yes. you know, uh, to be spared mm. by all this suffering and violence and everything else which uh, came uh, in the yes. package. Yes. And then now um, God could not just hide himself uh, mm. behind all these uh, consequences mm. of uh, disobedience and sin. Mm. Uh, the reality is that, yes, we are uh, experiencing, you know, um, um, all sorts of uh, pain mm. and uh, violence and But, you know, Jesus, as he said, you know, that's not what God intended right from the beginning. Now, uh, David, we are um, going to look a little bit more today into a question like, um, could the Holy Spirit change a violent heart? Yes. And that's probably where we want to to conclude, you know, this uh, mini-series, you know, like the the week. Mm. Um, And uh, we will uh, look even in the Bible, to see if we have some uh, advice in this regard. Now, before we are um, moving on, I would like to mention actually the free offer which we have for today. Uh, It's a wonderful book um, uh, by um, uh, Francis uh, Dawes. Um, This is about um, a story of an unlike hero. <laughs> I'm not sure if you heard about uh, Desmond Doze, uh, David. Uh, Desmond Doze and uh, a book which we are sharing today is the, it's called uh, Conscientious Objector. Mm-hmm. And um, this is um, an infantry. I mean, he used, used to be an infantry man who once was ridiculed and scoffed at because of his views and attitude in regard to um, uh, violence. Desmond simply, um, simple faith and refusal to carry a weapon own their lives to him. In, in the midst of uh, a fear, fierce, uh, you know, fight on uh, uh, Okiwana, uh, I think it's named that battle, you know, with the Japanese, uh, that uh, felled approximately, uh, you know, 75 men he was able to save from the first bat- battalion with bare hands, not carrying a gun. Wow. During this conflict, you know, he was not carrying a gun because he was convinced not to, not to carry a, a weapon of, um, you know, uh, 
uh, which can do damage, which can uh, kill. And um, God used him uh, mightily, you know, to save people, mm. to make a difference, even in front of those soldiers. You know how uh, how a soldier will, on the front line it will ridicule you to say, "Hey, mm. who are you here, uh, 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 mm. girl, or what?" Or you know what I mean? We'll do all. Not that the, the girls are, <laughs> you know, we're not uh, we're not sexist here, uh, but yeah, they will say all sorts of things. You well, know, that, that's uh, an I, insult that is used. Yes, mm. yes, and I've been in army myself, and mm. I know, uh, you know. Uh, with what you have to put up, you know, yeah. to be toughened up. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine je- about this man. But hey, this uh, gentleman, he stood tall. Mm-hmm. He had faith in God that he can make a difference, even in a conflict zone, mm-hmm. by not carrying a weapon. Yeah. Now, my dear friend, um, this is the book which I will recommend to you if you like to have it in your hands and... Uh, um, after this book and, and another one uh, uh, called, um, you know, um, uh, there was a movie uh, made, Hacksaw Ridge, yes. a blockbuster, you know, by one of our producers here in Australia. Um, and uh, you can have this book in your hands by sending us a text message with the code SA69. Mm-hmm. And this book is yours, and I'm pretty sure you'll enjoy the read of this uh, book. Again, if you like the book, it's um, called uh, Desmond Dose, uh, Conscience, Conscientious, Conscientious, yes. Conscientious Objector. Yes. And uh, you just need to send the code SA69 to 0488. Eight zero eight double one, and the book is yours, free of charge, no obligation. Nick, that reminds me of Australia's great war hero, John Simpson Kirkpatrick, uh, Simpson and his donkey, mm-hmm. back in the First World War. Now he didn't take up arms, he didn't believe in shooting, but he was right there on the front line to rescue wounded diggers mm-hmm. and save many lives. Absolutely. And I know uh, myself in the Second World War, another um, um, gentleman, uh, he was part of the German uh, machine, war machine, and he didn't believe in uh, in war. Mm. He was actually a Christian and he knew from the Bible that uh, Hitler and uh, uh, his dreams are not going to mm. to come true. Mm-hmm. And he was sharing from Daniel chapter 2 um, with his uh, commanders. Uh, when was asked, um, and um, yes, uh, he was very w- much uh, appreciated, you know, after uh, he had to share that thing because they went in Russia on the front line in Russia, and because of what he shared with his unit, his commander was able to rationalize all the fuel and other things, and he w- they were able to come back. Uh-huh. Only, uh, if I'm not wrong, from from a hundred or more, only. You know, under 10 people uh, came back, but they were able to come, uh, to came back just because uh, he believed in uh, in the prophetic mm. um, application of uh, of the Bible in history. When he says that there will not be, they are not going to be another uh, empire which Hitler uh, hoped for, ah. you know, and he he told that story. And so that's another interesting uh, story. Uh, Has um, I think his name? I can't think of the other name, but. Uh, look, um, why not to 
to go, David, uh, today into, um, into this aspect of asking the question again, uh, could the Holy Spirit uh, change a violent heart? What would you say in, uh, in this regard? Yes. Well, when we think about the Gerasene demoniac, mm-hmm. about him in Mark chapter 5, we see exactly that. The Spirit of God ministering through Jesus to bring release to this man. He was demon-possessed. What a sad story. He was living on his own, living among the graves, mm. howling like a jackal probably. The townsfolk didn't know what to do with him. They tried to chain him up, but he'd bust the chains. He was a violent man. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Jesus came along and ministered to him, the Holy Spirit's ministry there is very powerful, and suddenly he's transformed. The demons are expelled, and he is now wanting to follow Jesus. He's, he's sitting in his right mind, it says, clothed, whereas previously he was running around with nothing on, mm-hmm. and sitting at the feet of Jesus and learning from Jesus. What a wonderful example that is of the Holy Spirit transforming a violent mm. person, and there are many examples of that throughout history. Sure. Now, also, probably I should uh, mention um, here that uh, we live in a time when uh, violence is so easily, you know, just um, portrayed there in, in, in media and movies, in, you know, all around young ones. Young uh, children, you know, they are not maybe even able to read yet, mm. but they will be exposed to so much violence through gaming, through movies, through yes. uh, even through whatever language, you know, um, uh, in, yeah. in the media. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is very difficult, you know, because we live in this particular time when uh, we are bombarded with all these uh, aspects. Uh, what's your take on this, uh, David? Do you think that it changed society? It changed yes. uh, us uh, in, in regard to how we look at violence? Well, the, the Bible speaks about the fruits of the Holy Spirit, uh, love, joy, peace, patience, etc. It's diametrically opposed to the diet of rubbish that mm. our young people are being fed through the media. It's not just through the media, it's also through the culture because mm-hmm. we have a culture of individual rights now. My right, you know, I demand satisfaction, I demand my rights. Mm. We also have a culture that's strongly focused on the, on the individual instead of the family or society or the community. So when we're self-focused, we're only there for our own interest and ultimately that can be expressed through violence, especially if our young people are being raised on this diet of rubbish that's out there. It's not just the television, but it's also the internet. Mm. I'm quite astounded as I, as I speak to children these days. I'll, I'll ask them what they like to watch on television. This just shows my age, I suppose, but they don't really watch television anymore. They're, they're watching YouTube. Mm-hmm. So they, they're getting it. And uh, at, least, at least the television has a modicum of censorship, mm-hmm. whereas the internet is totally uncensored. Right. So the, there's no really no limit to the rubbish that uh, young people can be exposed to, often in the privacy of their own bedroom. So mm. how, how we need the Holy Spirit to bring revival and reformation to rescue these children who are being led away to death. Yes, and we, we are going to look a little bit more into uh, that beautiful passage in uh, Galatians chapter 5, you know, to talk about the, the fruits of the Spirit um, or the fruit of the Spirit because it's interesting how um, you can put it, you know. Is, uh, um, but, you know, 
Yeah, you're right, David. Uh, what you you said in regard to um, the exposure of the young ones, uh, even uh, it's so subtle, you know, because the enemy, you know, it's so cunning to um, to attack and to affect our yeah. uh, mind, and, 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 and not just physical violence, but no, also verbal violence. Absolutely. I mean, the uh, I, I watched a movie uh, about uh, say thirty years ago. And then I watched it again a few years later, and I was amazed. It it was quite different because mm. the first version they'd cut out some of the nasty swearing, mm. whereas the second version they didn't. Yeah. Well, what had changed in the meantime? Society had changed. Yeah. Our values have changed, and so something that was unacceptable thirty years ago yeah. is is now acceptable. And uh, but but truth is not relative. It's it's either either acceptable or it isn't. And uh, so. Uh, so the, the the violent language that's being used is now shaping very strongly. Mm. Uh, and the things kids say to each other now are, are just unrepeatable. And, and David, with Family Voice Australia, you travel, uh, and I, I, I'm pretty sure you have appointments in schools mm. and other um, yeah. venues, you know, where uh, you come across uh, young ones mm. and people who need to be, mm. uh, you know, properly, let's mm. say, uh, uh, directed and mm. formed, um, yeah. How do you use, uh, you know, these differences? You know, because you, are, as a Christian organization, you know, you will come also with the Word of God and with um, the teachings of the Bible. But the reality also from where are they coming from and what mm. they see and all those things, it's it's different. And can I ask you this question? Probably, if you have uh, something to share here, uh, how? What sort of difference do you see when you present to people uh, the violence of the Bible? Mm-hmm. You know, because that's a reality. If you open yes. the Bible, the yes. Old Testament, and even in the New Testament, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of violence. Mm-hmm. What's the difference in between uh, sharing from the Bible, mm-hmm. the reality there, and also uh, sharing from um, media, or uh, is that is that a difference? Is more like uh, uh, the virtual aspect yes. of uh, of violence is more damaging than uh, what's in the Bible? Well, it's very helpful, Nick, to share with young people the truth that Jesus says, uh, "Come to me, because I am gentle mm. and humble." Mm. So He never presented Himself as a warrior. Uh, the, clo- the, the glimpse really only of that is when he turns the tables in the temple, which is prophetic of the end of times when he's going to sort everything out. Mm. But that was a rather unusual thing for him to have done. Mostly he, uh, he spoke strongly, but he did not resort to violence except in that one time. Uh, and that wasn't against people. That was against uh, the furniture mm. and uh, – it was he drove out the money changes, but he the, the whip was used on the animals. I don't think it was used on the people. So, yeah. so uh, yes, there's violence in both Old and New Testament. But as I say, we're in this window of, of opportunity of grace, where the love of God is constraining us. And what I find with young people is that they're very open to hearing the Christian message because they are deeply unsatisfied mm. with the rubbish they're being fed through. YouTube and through the media and the culture and, and, and the law. And uh, they are also deeply unsatisfied with their own families because when families turn away from Christ, uh, it's only bad news. Mm. And children are suffering and there's a terrible fragmentation of families going on at the moment. 
<clears throat> excuse me, there, there's uh, drug drug use, rife, domestic violence, uh, child abuse, on and mm. on it goes. So uh, the, the children are not stupid, and when they when they're exposed to the Christian gospel, authentically shared by people who love them and have their highest good in mind, they are very, very challenged by that, and they're very willing to hear the message of Christ. Mm, right. And uh, as you just said, uh, even though Jesus um, um, portrayed himself as, uh, um, you know, um, person who was more interested in healing and uh, treating, you know, rather than to cause any pain mm. or any suffering. Even though there are words which, I mean, Jesus used, you know, uh, but we have to look at the context yes. of uh, those ones when he said, I came to bring the sword. Correct. You know, I mean, uh, uh, in which respect? In, yes. in, in the respect that uh, um, people, what will do? If we follow Jesus, they will... Uh, um, because they hated Jesus, they will hate us too. And uh, he yes. was giving warnings here yes. to his people that um, if they decided to follow Jesus, they may suffer. Indeed. And we are in, a, in the midst of this uh, suffering yes. Yes. thing, you know, in, in, in this yes. world. Uh, but the promise of God is that all this will, uh, will be uh, sorted out, That's if right. you like. It will Come and end to it mm. because God doesn't love suffering. Right. And I remember I'm trying to think of the passage in the Bible that says that uh, um, uh, the enemy, the devil, it's only to kill and destroy. Uh, you know, that's his business. But the business of God is to save. Yes. Is to save. And I, I believe this is very important to, to encapsulate that into our minds. If you have any questions in regard to the, um, uh, you know, Bible and uh, how the Bible portrays uh, some of the uh, violence, which we cannot take it out. That's reality. Mm-hmm. And we have some listeners actually sharing some uh, passages with us uh, during this time. And uh, some of the messages were like, uh, you know, we, because we we are um, advocating, put it this way, uh, to be as peaceful as possible, not to uh, be, you know, uh, just a warrior to to go and kill and do those things. But a message came through and said, hey, uh, my father fought in the war. Was he a murderer? And he believes not. You know, but when you take life, I mean, even in defense, I don't know. Uh, do you have anything like yes. uh, uh, well, the, something the, to say on this? The Bible does distinguish between killing on the one hand and murdering on the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thou shalt not murder. Uh, but killing is sanctioned in both Old and New Testament. Mm. Uh, as I say, Jesus himself said regarding the woman called in an adultery, uh, let he who was without sin cast the first stone. Yeah. He, he did not contradict the death penalty. Mm. And the New Testament's very clear, the wages of sin is death. So we need a saviour, someone to forgive us. Mm. Uh, that's the solution. Uh, if we start going around killing each other because we're offended, there'll be no one left. And... <laughs> Uh, this, this, this unfortunately is the pathway we're heading down. Yeah, uh, a pathway of, of increased violence. Uh, things have shifted incredibly. You go back to the 1950s. Uh, in in any Australian citizen, you could leave your car keys in the car mm-hmm. and know with confidence that no one would steal it. You, people uh, they'd happily send their kids out to play 
in the streets until, you know, nine o'clock at night, uh, never bothering to lock the front door. Yes, I remember those days. Yeah. So what has changed? Uh, what has changed is that there's been a rejection of the Christian gospel. And uh, how sad it was this year when we got the results from last year's mm. census to mm. find out that now Christianity is in the minority. Mm-hmm. We we used to be 90% 100 years ago, and it's been gradually going down. It's now below uh, 50%. That's right. Uh, still, when you add on the other faiths, we can still say that Australians largely are people of faith, mm-hmm. but unfortunately it's not the Christian faith. Yeah. Nevertheless, the Christian faith remains foundational, even if, if, if no one believes it remains mm. foundational, and the good things that we enjoy in Australia, despite all the bad news I've just been describing, these good things do exist, and they've come to us from the hand of God as his people have sought his wisdom and word and applied that to run the community. Uh, if we think we can leave Christ out of the picture and get away with it, we're going to be in for a very rude awakening. Mm. And uh, it's so tragic that we can't seem to see it. But as I say, when we when we share the gospel of Jesus with people, uh, authentically, when we love them and therefore earn the right to challenge them, um, and that's really what uh, any school teacher has to do is to is to lovingly challenge in order to educate. Uh, those students can see, well, uh, there's something different uh, about these these Christian people that are sharing with me. So mm. uh, it is good to know that the gospel message remains true. And it just needs to be shared and encouraged. Beautiful. And that's what we're doing uh, through these uh, broadcasts yes. also. Um, maybe it's a time to take a short break here, David. We are going to play a song. Um, just before we do that, uh, I would like to mention again the free offer which we have for today. And that's uh, Desmond's, uh, Desmond Doe's uh, Conscientious Objector. And we are talking about a man here uh, and who was in an infantry uh, in role in the uh, United States during the Second World War, and um, he uh, didn't carry a gun because he didn't believe in uh, violence, uh, but he was very well known by uh, his acts and well respected then uh, because he saved with bare hands uh, about 75 men um, on the Battle of uh, Okinawa. And um, this book is yours, my friend, if you send us a text message with the code SA69 to 04888-80811. But right now, a beautiful song uh, with um, Gregor Pillay. And this talks a little bit about uh, violence and war and homelessness and all those things. But please enjoy this song and we'll be back here on Drive Time shortly. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. So many homeless and nowhere to go Streets are crowded with violence and war And tattered and torn Hey somebody Won't you help me along We've been too long In that old place Gotta meet each other Face to face 
You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ and we Nick Rita and our co-host today is David De Lima from Family Voice Australia. We are uh, asking this question today: uh, Could the Holy Spirit change a violent uh, world? Because the whole week we look into this um, uh, topic, violence in the Bible, and. Um, Just before the break, we were uh, talking, David, uh, how um, easily we are exposed to all the violence, you know, and uh, not only that we are exposed, but uh, through um, Internet, through, you know, media, the younger ones, they are uh, driven into to love violence. And um, that's uh, quite a concern. But uh, I would like now, uh, David, in the time we have left, um, uh, to look into that beautiful passage in uh, Galatians chapter 5, if you, if we could, yes. and just share a bit uh, from there. Are you able to take us through, through yes, that passage? absolutely. So Galatians 5, the Apostle Paul writing to the Galatian Christians says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Mm. So I visited a uh, church in the Riverland earlier this year, and right across the auditorium they've got those words written. I thought this is so good. What a wonderful reminder that is to God's people. So God's people need the reminder as well. Mm -hmm. The world needs the reminder as well. Uh, sometimes a lot of Christians are not very loving, not very joyful, mm. not very peaceable, not very patient, nor kind. Sometimes they don't, they lack goodness. There's so much unfaithfulness. You think of the movement between churches that goes on, uh, the arguing between mm. churches. Uh, there's not a lot of gentleness and self-control. So the Galatians needed to hear that word, and we need to hear it today. But the whole world needs it because the world is longing for love. Now, the Beatles sang that song years ago, All You Need Is Love. Well, that's exactly 
right, we need love. Mm. And uh, well, where does love come from? Well, God is love. Yes. So uh, if if you remove Christ from the picture, uh, the spirit and his fruit will also be removed. Yes. Now, Jesus did say that even pagan fathers love their children on, on a good day. Um, so there's something inherently our, our lot as human beings, so to speak, that we can love. Mm. But to love as Christ love is a different thing because this is the new command, that we're not just to love each other, but we're to love as Christ has loved us. Mm. Now, you can only do that when you know who Christ is. And it's a pity that in English, uh, you know, the the word love or the description of love, yeah. it's so, um, how to say, restricted in a way. Because mm. I know if you look into Greek uh, for the um, uh, definition of love, yes, uh, there it's are much quite more precise. Yeah, and there are quite few aspects. For example, yeah. you may talk about agape, yes. and that's exactly what you refer to. Yes. That sort yes. of love which Jesus is inviting us mm. to practice, mm. to be. Uh, Selfless, yes. Uh, you know, to give rather than to just say, "Okay, what's my right here? What's uh, how can I act uh, now in accordance with how I've been treated?" You know, yes. and 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 there is also uh, filio uh, or uh, eros, yes. or all those aspects of uh, love which can be uh, experienced mm. even in a relationship, mm. in a in intimate relationship in between mm. husband and wife mm. or uh, children and parents and all those things but I, yeah I think um, you pointed out very well that uh, Jesus is instructing us and it's um, teaching us to follow him mm. to learn from him to apply the love which he show us uh, not the love of the world you know mm. Mm. and really the corollary uh, hard word to pronounce, the corollary of these things uh, is very clear because if the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, etc., well, then take away the Holy Spirit and what is left. Instead mm. of love, we've got hatred. Mm. And instead of joy, we've got misery. Instead of peace, we've got war. Instead of patience, we've got impatience. Instead of kindness, we've got miserly behavior. Instead of goodness, we've got badness. Instead of faithfulness, we've got people saying, how do I get get out of this contract? Mm. Uh, and if we take away gentleness, we're going to have harshness. And if we take away self-control, we'll have people who are out of control. And increasingly, children are out of control. It's incredible. They are being sent off into childcare, mm -hmm. some of them almost from the day of delivery. Yes. Removed from their mothers. Their mothers don't like it any more than anyone else, but they've pressed by economic forces. And so we've got children who are being raised without the fruits of the Spirit. Mm. They're not experiencing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Uh, they're being deprived, and they're being fed a diet of rubbish uh, in the media, and they are, are lacking the, the tender relationships that they crave at that age and need so greatly. What a mess the world is in when we take away Christian principles. And, and even David, and I'm sure you, you will um, lobby this a lot, um, that push to be totally taken out from the, um, uh, from schools, you know, mm -hmm. anything to do with the biblical yes. principles yes. to be done away with. And you wonder why? 
because the Bible is teaching us uh, to love each other, to be different, to avoid conflict, to all those things. Even though, as we pointed out in the Bible, unfortunately, uh, we are exposed to a lots of uh, violence and conflict and mm. because the consequences of sin. But uh, the object lesson, if you yes. like, when you look into the Bible is to to change yes. ourselves. And you mentioned here about the Holy Spirit. That's right. Um, that's what God promised us. Indeed. And he says, oh, I'll send you a comforter, you know, mm. to be with you, to guide you, to yeah. teach you, to help you in all the struggles you have yes. in uh, in this life. And uh, one of the struggles is to see so much yeah. pain and suffering and, and violence in this world. Correct. Well, now, of course, fruit comes from a tree. And so what is the tree? Uh, you can tell the tree by the fruit. Mm-hmm. And you can infer from the bad fruit that you're dealing with a bad tree. And that's what we've got now in our culture because I've mentioned the 1950s as being a, an era that we can look back on with nostalgia and mm-hmm. wish, wish we could turn back the clock almost. It's tragic that these things have changed. But why have they changed? They've changed because a few people have gained power in our governments, in our education system, in the media and so on. And tragically, the, the churches haven't stood up. When television was invented mm. years ago, the licenses were up for grabs. And Christian people, churches, could have got those licenses, but instead they said, no, we'll have nothing to do with this nonsense. Mm. And they, they gave it away to the devil, effectively. Yes. They gave it away to the world. Yes. Uh, and that, if that's the tree, then what fruit do we expect? So it's it just breaks my heart to reflect on these things, but I, I give thanks that... The Spirit of God continues to strive with men, the Scripture mm. says. The Spirit of God continues to strive with men. And uh, the Holy Spirit, right at the beginning of creation, was brooding over the waters. And in a sense, that's still going on. The Spirit of God is still reaching out, and uh, and the Lord is drawing people to himself. There may well be listeners today to our program who are being stirred up by what's being said. And I say to them in the Lord's name to mm. respond to the Holy Spirit's leading. Yes. Respond to the Holy Spirit's leading. And that's a very important point what you, you just brought up here, uh, David, because we can say all sorts of things. Okay, we can have our own opinions. We can understand the in one way or the other, but the Holy Spirit, it's promised to us to clarify yes. things which we struggle with. That's right. And uh, I think this is very, very important uh, to uh, to bring it across. Correct. It's the Holy Spirit who will mm. lead you into all truth, Jesus said. Yes. And you know what? Uh, if we are um, today so keen to declare ourselves that we are not Christians anymore, that we are not a country which follows necessarily Christian values and this and that, um, we should have that question mark yeah. uh, raised up, you know, when we even when we fill those uh, surveys, you know, uh, because the pressure is on to how to say not to look uh, out of the the flock, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. to go along with the, yeah, with, the, with the flow, with the flow, with the multitudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, we are encouraging here people to stand up for the values. And if there are still some values left mm. 
you know in our life from the for our upbringing yeah. um, then uh, we should treasure that yes. but not only that we should be even more intentional in develop me exactly. developing you know those uh, those things because so easy mm. these days we find out that they are easy to to just lose the concept yes, yes. of uh, uh, being responsible uh, of being care uh, uh, you know um caring and uh, loving and uh, yes. all those things we just look at the what is my right yeah what should uh, how should i act and do what should i do with my life this is true and and we find ourselves uh, very often into that attitude of selfishness mm. just looking at ourselves and not be interested in the whole being yeah. of uh, of everyone yes. around well australia is often regarded as the great south land of the holy spirit mm. it's a lovely phrase nice song uh, there is a, there is a wonderful song. song that's based mm. on that it goes back to 1606 when pedro de quiros arrived at an offshore island of australia if we might stretch our ge- geography for a moment to the to the, the land of uh, Vanuatu, he thought he'd discovered the great southern supercontinent, which in fact never existed. The closest that we've got is Australia, and so mm. we we inherit that uh, the great south land of the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, in Australia, uh, while while we've had many problems, largely we're a peaceful nation. Mm-hmm. You know, we we changed government this year, and no one was killed, uh, and. We're largely a patient and kind, good, faithful, gentle, and self-controlled, loving, joyful bunch of people. Mm -hmm. It's starting to unravel, but largely that's our heritage. And people who come to us from other countries uh, as refugees, escaping warfare, misery, famine, persecution, they... They are puzzled as to why things are so different in Australia. Mm. And it's incumbent upon the churches to say, well, it's not arisen spontaneously or by accident, but because of the Holy Spirit's ministry. Right. It's a powerful witness. And it means that families which have in the past been characterized by the fruit of the Spirit, and churches also, and communities also, can regain that fruit. That the fruit, the fruit is is ready to grow again mm-hmm. as we will turn to Christ, and so our listeners, all of us, need to turn to Him daily, uh, repenting daily, seeking Him daily, so that we will be fruitful, so that we will be in Christ, in response to His gift of salvation, and as we are brought into Christ, His Holy Spirit lives in our hearts. Right, what a wonderful thing! Uh, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Scripture says, yes. And the Holy Spirit indwelling our hearts, what a wonderful thing. And uh, when the Holy Spirit lives in your heart, how can there be anything but wonderful fruit? Mm. But it really is up to us to work in partnership with the Holy Spirit, not to, not to quench the Holy Spirit or grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit is what the Scriptures yes. say. Yes. But uh, we're to fan into flame the gift of God that is within you. The, the gifting of the Holy Spirit that's within us, fan it into flame. If we don't fan it into flame, it won't come into flame. Simple. Yeah, yeah. So it's up to us to respond. And uh, as we respond, there's no limit to the fruitfulness that can be can be born. And uh, uh, the, the Lord's prayer is that we will bear much fruit. 
and and be grafted in to him, uh, the true vine. He'll prune us. Why? For mm. maximum fruition. Mm-hmm. It, it's wonderful. We need to be pruned and trimmed so we can exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. That's wonderful. And uh, David, uh, you pointed out and mentioned about, you know, the importance and the effect of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit in the church, yes. uh, in society, uh, for the individual. Mm-hmm. And many people may ask uh, a question, now, how do I receive the Holy Spirit? Yes. Are yes. you able to just uh, uh, point us to the right direction? How should we receive the Holy Spirit? Yes, well, we, re- we receive the Holy Spirit because we receive Christ. Because mm. The Holy Spirit in the book of Acts is called the Spirit of Jesus. It's a lovely phrase, the Spirit of Jesus. So as we profess faith in Jesus, his Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, lives within our hearts. Mm. The law of God is written in our hearts. Uh, The the, the heart of stone is taken away and replaced by a heart of flesh. And so God is is gifting us with the capacity to love our enemies. Mm -hmm. It's astonishing. It's it's world-transforming. It's marriage enriching. It's parently uh, valuable. It's it's church creating. It's all of that. Is the individual? It, it all goes back to the individual in the best sense, because the world is made of individuals. Every family is made of individuals. Every every community, every church. Uh, so it's up to each one of us to do our part and say, "I'm going to respond to Christ." Yes, Jesus, come into my life. Be my savior. Save me. Lord, save me. That's all you need to say. Three Mm. words, Nick. Mm. Lord, save me. If you mean it, then you're saved. And the Holy Spirit comes in and uh, you may not not get everything sorted out straight away because uh, we're all on a pilgrimage, a a lifelong journey to respond, to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, to respond to his grace and goodness, to be taught. To, to be guided, mm. counseled, all of that. And as you said earlier, as we seek the Holy Spirit, he leads us into the truth. Uh, it's not an overnight process, like taking some pill and, you know, everything's sorted out. Mm. It's a process, a journey. Uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul himself said, I want to know Christ. So even he had more things that he needed to know yes. in his relationship with Christ. So it, it's not an instant thing as salvation is, but the, the journey itself continues lifelong. Beautiful. What's wonderful. Unfortunately, time is up oh. uh, for us today, <laughs> David. Um, it was really good uh, to have you with us and talking about this. I wonder if you could, in uh, maybe few words, yes. have a prayer. You yes. know, we live in this troubled world with yes. lots of violence and you know, um, should we just uplift uh, in prayer everyone who is going through some difficult yes. time? Again, uh, Father, we thank you for the ministry of Jesus to that demoniac at Garasa, that man naked, howling, living among the graves, chained up hand and foot, busting the chains, a violent man, a man without hope. And yet when he met your son, Jesus, he was totally transformed. And I pray that you will totally transform the lives of our listeners today, uh, that we, uh, apart from you, are in a a state of of complete hopelessness and helplessness. May your grace abound, your gift abound. 
We thank you for sending Jesus, our Father, and we pray that as we receive him as Savior and Lord, just saying those words, Lord, save me, Mm. Lord, save me, that your Holy Spirit will come into our hearts, will be forgiven of our sins as we repent of our sins, trust Christ. His Holy Spirit fills us and transforms us, writing the law of God in our hearts, replacing the heart of stone with a heart of flesh, Mm. that we may even be able to love our enemies, because that's exactly what you did. Amen. Sending Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. And thank you, David. And thank you, everyone, for being with us today uh, with Nick Rita and David Delima. Uh, we're inviting you next week for another interesting topic, uh, God, the Bible, and the very human church. And we are going to ask a question, how do I deal with cliques in the church? Until then, may God richly bless you and have a safe walk with Jesus. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 